Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Men Say Podcast. I'm Gareth Barker. No Stephen this week. Um, again, slacking off. Where is he? Pathetic. Don't care. Ah. <laughs> Haircut? Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Different part of his body, though. Oh. Um, yeah, that was the voice of uh, the internet's Chris Weatherspoon. <laughs> Why? How are we getting on in there at the moment, Why Chris? This How's it thing? going? Why is this we thing now? You just moved house, haven't you? I have you had a petrol bomb house. yet? Or um, is it no, still intact? No, but that, that's why I left the last place. The address, the address got out. Did you get doxxed? Did I get doxxed? What does that mean? That your address was given out. Ah, right. Internet um, lunatics. Okay. He knows what it means, so it might have been Craig Clark. Mm, that was the other well voice. Been... The voice of Sunderland ladies now at Everton, <laughs> if you ever go. Uh, or oh, well, oh, the stadium of light. They should, have been, they should have been playing the first home game at Everton on Wednesday, but it's being played away at Middlesbrough. Instead. Yeah, I saw that. It's... Billingham, isn't it? it is. that, and I won't be the voice on Sunday because I'm on a stag do. Pathetic. But then um, I will be available for the women's team announcing have, after that. Don't have to justify yourself to me. I don't think they're going to be listening. Are there any as women as going in, on the stag do? What do you think? Um, well, um, you're the voice of Sunderland ladies, so... It's, it's a stag do, and surprisingly <laughs> enough, Sunderland's women's team will be playing football on Sunday. No, no, I didn't mean that the women from the team. I just yeah. meant... How many, how many women have been on the last stag do you went on, Chris? Well, I mean, well <laughs> let's not talk about the last stag do. They're going to do a reaction pod from the stag do. Uh, uh, yeah, okay, let's uh, move on quickly. we're not playing this week. Yeah, I would have yeah. missed the Burton game. I, I hadn't realised, but uh, obviously I would have missed that. Yeah. So I'm quite grateful. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, it got moved. It's got to start, good start after you got that digging, uh, yeah, Chris, that, against that Stephen downhill. being bald, and now you just back where you are, where you belong, really yeah, at the bottom. It's gone downhill. It's getting slaughtered, it? which is great. But you know, spent <laughs> two minutes um, not talking about um, the game at the weekend. Obviously, we didn't talk about the game at the weekend, but to talk about the end of the transfer window um, proper, as we'll say um, now, because the the European windows closed. <laughs> how trendy. Um, that we've been involved in that. Um, so, yeah, that's gone now, and we can assess what we're left with moving forward, um, unless there's some, you know, free, I don't know how it works, Sporting just seem to be signing people today. They might sign people into the night. Who knows you what would, allowances have been made. Um, if, if there's if they've got a bunch of, like, if there's unattached players, surely they, they can just have them. move. So we can have them, can't we? As well. Well, yeah, I, I would have. Is there any unattached so. left backs that we've heard of? Well, <laughs> we don't need one now. We've signed this Leeds guy. The Leeds guy. I can't remember his name. Lovens Debock. 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 Mm. Uh, Super Debock. Obviously, we... know nothing about him because I don't think he's really played for Leeds. Has he? No, it doesn't sound like he has. 
But now the last fullback we signed who'd barely <coughs> played for their club side in the last two years was Conor McLaughlin. And he's looked well. Interesting so far. <laughs> he's certainly been on the pitch. Um, <laughs> but we should talk about things that happened on the pitch as Conor McLaughlin reverted to his um, comfortable left-back role. And I our, do feel uh, sorry for yeah, him, yeah. by the way, in that regard. And obviously, Luke O'Nine reverted to his now natural position of right-back um, on at the weekend. Na- and natural it, position. He play, he's played there for like half a season and it's like, hey, that's solved yeah, the right-back problem. Uh, really? I'm not, I'm not it sure. feels like we've always had fallback problems over the years. God, can you remember how long we went without a left back? We just kept loaning a new one every season. Danny Collins played there like for a this bit. Year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what I mean. We're back to normal. Yeah, Danny Collins obviously played there, got player of the year. But he was Phil a Bardsley played there. Yeah, there's a, a right back playing at left back. Jack um, Colback. Yes, he mm. did. And at right back available. Went- Available. He is available. Let's get him in and have a, a two <laughs> centre midfielders at fullback. The inverted Moyes, as I like to call it. <laughs> but uh, Whitehead obviously did a stint at right back. Kevin Richardson yeah, at left back. Um, he became a better left back yeah. than a midfielder, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, who else was at right back? We've had other midfielders Did, be, play right sure. back Anton Craig Gardner there, that was the one Craig I was thinking Gardner. of yeah. Anton, Anton, Anton Ferdinand got to run yeah. right back I remember that <laughs> that's true yeah. so basically what we're saying is it can't uh, be that hard to find no, over I mean, 10 years of filling in yeah, everyone else bad. has one and why don't we, we just get one we've got one well, we've got two three yeah. now sorry we've got and plus or nine well we'll come on to the the squad strength and you know all that kind of stuff what's happened at the end of the window later um, but I mean, we were discussing the game before we get right into the, the crux of it. We lost the game 3-0. I don't really think I could... The third one, maybe. But I'd find it difficult to blame the back four as a defensive unit for the goals. I know that, you know, nine got drawn towards the ball for the third one and kind of fell over. <laughs> um, but, the, you know, obviously the first one was a free kick and the second one... Um, was on. We got broken on from from an attack and set play, and people were just trying to recover. So, but I thought I didn't personally think there was much in the game um, until it, you know I didn't think either side were great. Um, and then when it when it went to two 0 we just well, we all know what happened when it went to two 0 Just went we just went wrong for for about twenty <laughs> minutes, and then we looked better with nine it. men by the end of it. Um, but yeah, you had a look like you were going to have a sizzling hot take there, Chris. Oh no, deliver I, I, it. I, I was, he was actually looking I, I at was, me. I was setting Craig up. No, I, I was. <laughs> um, I, I was just going to say. I mean, to be honest, Craig is probably a better judge because you were actually there, weren't you? Doesn't mean you're a better judge. You're at the other end of the ground for two of the goals for one thing, aren't you? And plus, you're intoxicated and stuff. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> intoxicated and stuff. Well, there was there was people next to me. I mean, fighting physically, fighting up towards what was that the end like? of was the it, game. Who won? Um, it's just a bit pathetic in the end. I think pathetic. there was there wasn't really a proper ending <laughs> to that. People were broken. Thank no joking aside. I think people were kept apart. But there were look, we've seen this happen before. Where we've it's weird, isn't it? It's almost like a reflection of what happened on the pitch. They lost the discipline, especially White. Um, I mean that challenge for the second yellow is utterly horrific. The man's off the pitch, and it. it Never mind a second yellow card. I mean, it was just straight red, really. That wasn't it. Yeah, I, I think like, well, obviously the performance and result were disappointing. But I, I found it really disappointing that we we appeared to completely lose our discipline. I mean, we we saw last year teams are going to wind us up. Teams are going to try to get a reaction, 
And when you see things like Saturday, it feels like we haven't learned, learned from that at all. I know, it, well, I mean, I suppose they were winding us up from a different point of view because last year teams were winding us up to try and get a result. Peter already had a result on Saturday, <laughs> and we're busy just taking the piss. But like, I mean, I mean, let's let's be honest. Uh, they've op- they've appealed O'Neill's red card tonight, and it should be rescinded. Yeah, because it's pathetic. But well, to- the way Tony's gone down, it'll yeah. probably mean that he'll get banned, well, and the, rightly yeah. so. So the but- only thing that the, the might work against O'Neill is in League One. There's literally one camera angle. And the only thing that might he might not get it rescinded for, and it's a stretch. I think it should be rescinded. I'm not saying I don't, but you cannot see what his right arm's doing. Well, you yeah. can't, there was a video that clearly shows it on Twitter. So if it's on there, the club could submit that as evidence. Are they allowed to do that? Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. That's, I you haven't seen that video. I haven't seen that video. There's a portfolio yeah, of evidence you could submit. It doesn't even look like a punch on that yeah, video. Last, it just last looks year, like he put his arm across him. The reason Powers down at Walsall got rescinded was because they that's put the right. Netflix footage forward, yeah. which some would see as an unfair advantage, but I don't care. Well, but obviously that's slightly well, different. Well, it's an unfair advantage I play with wrongfully have to play with uh, ten, you know well, 10 minutes 70 minutes exactly. in the game when you were well on top but, but anyway but going back to what we were saying about discipline I, th- I think it's just look like we're getting made 3-0 t- players are going to get frustrated and that but just don't get involved like at the end of the day like we are I don't, I don't care what anybody says I don't care if it sounds arrogant we are meant to be one of the best teams in this league don't react don't like okay we're 3-0 down don't don't go daft don't like Charlie Wags out for three. Like, how, how stupid? No, he'd be Char- out for t- one Oh, he's game. only out for one game, is he? Because, sorry. But well, he could have. be out for three. Yeah, yeah sorry. He won't, but you, if, if this other angle's conclusive, sorry, not, I, it's going to get rescinded. What I was going to say was, sorry, was Charlie Wags could have put himself out for three games Yeah. when he's been identified clearly as the main man up front currently because he's the one who's starting all the league games. So it's like, how, how stupid do you have to be? Like, he's finally got a, he's finally got a run of games. To be fair to him, he's, he's had a couple of decent performances here and there. I'm not, I'm not going to say he's been great every week. But just don't do not do it. Don't rise to it. The game's gone. It's, it's completely stupid. And we saw, we saw it last season. We saw stupid, petulant red cards for no other reason than people got wound up. Well, like, it was similar in the home game against Peterborough when Oviedo, yeah. who should really know better. I mean, he really should. And he lost his head and, you know, that kind of lack of discipline and amongst other things um, that we saw on Saturday and have seen in other games this season does, in my opinion, raise some concerns. And when we were talking after the Wimbledon win in Quinn's Bar at the stadium and I'd said about pressure, this is exactly what I was talking about. Now, obviously, we beat Burnley in the midweek, and that was excellent. But we are constantly a defeat away or a defeat with a pretty... Now, I'm going to call it a dreadful performance because of the lack of discipline. And chipping three goals away to promotion rival isn't really acceptable. No. And also, it look, Wimbledon are, are a dreadful sight. We've beaten a bunch of teams we should be beating. And I look at Rochdale and one of the goals they scored on the weekend, and I look at the way they played against us, and I think, why are they better than the sum of their parts and we look worse than the sum of ours? And that is a, that, to me, is a concern and it has been all season. No, I, I would agree. I mean, I think we'll probably cover that better when we talk about recruitment and the squad and whatnot. But no, I, I, I fully agree. And I think I think the problem is, like, I always thought Saturday was going to be a difficult game, but I think it's the manner of it. Like, if we'd gone there, I got beat yeah. 1-0. And it, was a, and it was a great free kick. 
which came about in dubious circumstances. Well, the goalkeeper probably should have done well, better. It's gone right in the middle of the goal. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Right. But it's weird because if you if you watch if you see it from if you see it from behind the go- the goal, it actually shows that he just just as the referee blows, he's still like pretty much on his post, and then he moves back into the middle. And so he's kind of he's he's not even ready for it, and he's got plenty of time to be ready for it. So I'm not really sure. Don't care who's, if it goes in the top corner, fair enough. But you shouldn't be getting beaten through the in the middle of the goal from 35 yards. He's got plenty. No, time he should have plenty of pace on the ball. Like, Aye, but, but, but I agree. But, I, I must. I wonder whether. I wonder whether he's a little bit unsettled. Because he uh, has not been as good this season as he I, was last I season. I think that's a stretch. I think, like, look, look at the end of the day, like, like sometimes go like he's a good goalkeeper. We know he's a good goalkeeper. He was one of the best keepers in the league, but keepers make mistakes. And keepers, but he's, he's not made. He's made several now. Mm. Where the, either well, the Ipswich mis- one wasn't great, was it? And, and you're right, but you, I, I don't know that it means he's. Un- I mean, to well, I'm not sorry. saying it means he's unsettled. Okay. We know his contract is an issue. So you're saying he wants out, Craig? Is no, no, not at all. Quite the opposite. <laughs> so you're saying he hates the club, Craig? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I think he might want the contract situation resolved. I think I'll be honest. I I agree. I, I'm not going to say that the two are definitely linked, but I think if we're separate, me neither. By the way, I it was would, just speculation. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree that it probably it certainly won't help because I mean he's said himself, um, if if it's not on the table, he can't sign it. Which to me is a player saying give us give me something to sign the table so I can sign it but getting getting back to the match itself though, I just thought like yeah okay if you get beat 1-0 and like okay it might be the goalkeeper's fault it might be a good good free kick or something it's not you don't you don't want to get beat but it's not as disastrous as the way we end up feeling when the final whistle went on Saturday and I just I just thought it was really quite disheartening because Truthfully, I know we've gone on this five-game winning run. I didn't think, apart from the Wimbledon game, I thought we were great against Wimbledon. I think that's the best we've played since probably Good Friday against Doncaster. It has but, to be caveated with the fact they are They are, shocking. but you can only, yeah, but you can only beat what's exactly, in front. There's yeah. loads of shocking you, teams I mean, in the league. We, but we've, we've played drawn, te- and we've drawn with them last season. We've so. played, te- we played no, teams. No, we didn't. We'll be no, I'm saying we've drawn twice. with shocking teams last oh, no, season oh, where we right. should have won the we game. We've played teams so who, the, are, who are terrible so the and Wim- we haven't beat them, like Gareth just said. So I think, the, I think the Wimbledon game, for me, I, I found that really promising. I thought, look, we did a job. We did exactly what we should be doing. But I just one thing I would say about that is when we win games like that, I don't think it looks because of any collective brilliance. It looks like because we've got better individuals who click. I wouldn't so what disagree. I want to know is why? Why do we? Where's this? Where's the collective? I just don't see it at all. There doesn't seem to be a real. Like one of my friends said, and and I think he's got a good point. We look like a well-drilled team in training, who don't know then what to do when they get in the final third. Yeah, and that's that, a big problem. That's been the case, in my opinion, since January. Um, I agree. Since it's since, exactly when he pointed that out, I mean, obviously pointing towards what he said, and I thought was a really incisive point, was that Madge creating space with his movement made us look like a better drilled did, yeah. team than we were. It did. I so, mean, to be to be honest, like I mean, like I thought start last season, I thought Lyndon Gooch was going to be like our standout player, apart from maybe Madge on that. Because them two especially seemed to link up really well. When, and like, Honeyman, dropped off. the three of them together, and, I thought, yeah. were really good. And um, Gooch has dropped off a cliff since. Like I, he's actually he started the season quite well. Actually, he's but struggling to it, get into games again. Yeah. That's where it is, isn't it? He can't. He doesn't seem to be able to influence anything, even yeah. though he probably feels as though he's running around a lot. 
and, and trying to make something happen, it just isn't happening for him. I'll be honest, I think, to me, anyway, our biggest biggest issue, and I know we'll come out about recruitment and that, but our biggest issue is in the centre of midfield, um, we look really, really one-paced and one-dimensional. Like, I thought, <laughs> I said, I could understand him changing the team back from Wednesday night, because at the end of the day, I know they beat the Premier League team, but it was a cup game, he quite clearly rang the changes to give people minutes. And, and yeah, okay, to give people a chance to impress. But I, they'd played well the weekend before. So I had no issue whatsoever with them changing the team back. Apart from, and I said before the game kicked off, I said I would have had Dobson in yeah, the team. Because cause he, gives you a bit of, he gives you a bit of energy. He he moves the ball quicker. He moves the ball a lot quicker. I'm not, look, I thought, I thought his first game, I didn't think it was particularly great, but it was his first game. And I think I thought he it. did all right in his first game personally. I, I, I think he, people he was, have had he mixed. was fine. He was just whatever. I mean, a lot of players struggled in that game though because yeah, the did. system was all over the place. But but the thing is, he at least offers you something different. Like to me, like look, I can understand the the appeal in signing Grant Ledbetter, but his his legs clearly aren't aren't he, there. He can be. play in home games against teams like Wimbledon, correct? And he shouldn't play. Yeah. Other than the, right. unfortunately, it's a real shame because like, the well, range of passing's there, yeah, it is. but he hasn't got the I mean, space to make the, the passes. The one positive you get out of the main positive, sorry, you get out of Ledbit is the, the set pieces. Yeah, of course but it is. in the game itself, well, it just I passes just, him it by, especially, you know, it's. I, th- I just I totally agree with you. Dobson, the way you play, I thought he was the best player on, on the pitch in, against uh, Burnley. Obviously, yeah. you were there for that game, by and the way. And he should have, like, he should have. You know, if he, I think you know, you would have added that athleticism yeah. and energy. Instead, but, we went back to. I can see why he went back to the team that, had, mm-hmm. you know, as best he could won like won the game previously because we played well. But if you've got those players to use, you know, there's plenty of games. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe you felt that that team was the right team, so that's up to him. But I just think it gives you it gives you something. Like I said, and I'm not going to bang on about George anymore, but I said. One of the things we'll miss, which people won't, people might not even agree with me on, or they might not even notice it or whatever, is you'll miss his energy when we have games where the two midfielders are too static. And the problem at the minute is, if you play power and liberty together, power, if if power isn't on form, which I thought he was against Wimbledon, I thought he was great against Wimbledon, if he doesn't turn up, then there's nothing driving through the middle of the park. We saw it in the playoff final. And that was pretty damning that, like, nine minutes into the playoff final, we were like, oh, shit. Like, power's so, gone off. Like, we haven't got anything to drive, so drive can, us on So can, can you explain to me why players like... All right, Ledbetter, you, could, you can throw out the fact that he's 33, 34, coming to the end of his career and stuff. So, you know, for all the failings of League One, players do have energy and, and stamina and stuff so they can get around players. But like Power, he's won the league twice with Wigan. Griggs won the league twice with Wigan. Why are these players? Yeah, you're gonna have. You're not gonna get constant great form because that's the level we're at. You're gonna have to accept the players will have bad performances. But these are players who've gotten teams out. There's you know the, the teams full of League One experience at the top end. Didn't Maguire score like? Nearly twenty goals for Oxford one season or something I'm not sure, like I'm not that. Sure about that. Yeah, but I, I think like Maguire is a case in point. I think Maguire's 
very much a League One footballer. Right, well, because, because you can't him. do it on you can't do it on a consistent basis. All right, so forget him, McGeady, Right, he had a stinker on yeah. Saturday. But one of the reasons he had a stinker is because I know you've mentioned this on other podcasts, Gareth. If, if he'd played centrally, he'd have to come deeper and deeper. Well, he's coming deeper and deeper, mm. looking for the ball anyway, and he's yeah. given it away on the edge of his own box. You've got a player like him. Our current strategy appears to be we'll have to get him the ball so we can make things happen. Yeah. And if they cut that off, we don't really seem to know what we're trying to do. It didn't really help at the weekend as well that McLaughlin was out there with him. Yeah. No, he's, well, this is Hume the thing. gives him space yeah. because yeah. he'll push on. Yeah, Hume, Hume's more of a threat. It creates a threat for McGee. He creates opportunities, creates the gaps. Well, this, you know. this is the thing. that the, the team's unbalanced. Like, we... We have one, well, after today, we have two left-footed outfield players. That is, yeah, because obviously Ethan Robson's gone out on loan. Ethan Robson's gone. So, and to be fair, I kind of forgot about him because he, he's often injured. Unfortunately. You know I mean? So, yeah. so pre, prior to today, we had two still, but they were both, both kids who people are pretty much universal in saying, well, they're not, they're not there to play... 46 games a season they're not like first name on the team sheet and the, the team's just completely unbalanced and I just like it it just seems like I think you you, you nailed it before Craig it, it feels exactly like it felt after Christmas last season where it's like well we've got the best individual players in the team in the league so we or some of the best individual players in the league so we should be walking through teams and it doesn't work like that but I, I would say you know, to counter that, we had won five in the bounce before that. I think, mm-hmm. I think, I feel as though, personally, I get the overall criticisms of this style, and we had a bad end last season, and all this kind of thing. But we'd still won five on the bounce. We had a really good performance away to her. I know there was a lot of changes in that Burnley team, but we made eight changes, and they had, you know, Drinkwater and Hendrick in the middle of the park. You know what I mean? Yeah. Players who being in the England squad, uh, Public Ireland squad. Drink more to won the league. So, you know, that's a, a great result and we played very well in the game. Sometimes, I wouldn't say that this, what we saw on Saturday was something that's commonly replicated no, I, in, I, in terms of our results. We, agree, we don't I, often get beat that heavily. Well, we haven't. And we, we, <laughs> we don't often get two players sent well, off in I, the game. I agree. It was it Hull the last time that happened? Was it? Remember that one? Was it too often the first half again? Oh, we only lost it 1 0 as well, weirdly, we I think. Did, yeah, yeah, we did. Was, was it an goal? must not be named hit the bar in the second half, I think. Was it Was it? Was it Was it Quayle last scored an own goal? I can't remember. Can't but, remember. But anyway, anyway yeah, beside yeah. the point, anyway, I suppose but, that was great, wasn't it? On what you're Happy saying, days. another fantastic <laughs> side. <laughs> on what you're saying, I, I do agree, I, and I'm look. I'm not saying that um, Saturday was like like has been waiting to happen. So I don't no. think we've been that bad. No. But I think my concern and, uh, is well, it, the game was pretty even up to two 0 Well, I think my concern is that. Um, while we haven't quite been as catastrophically bad as Saturday ended up, we haven't been as the five wins in a row for me. Um, okay, look, the Burnley performance was a good performance, and Wimbledon was a good Played performance. Played well in the, against Portsmouth as well. It was, it was a good result against a team that looked Second like they're suffering well, a, as much a, as we but, are this but season. Then, but we beat them. We did. We just did. don't create any chances. That's my problem. Well, we have been we have been creating more chances recently against Wimbledon. 
Yeah, but we we put three past Wimbledon, three past Accrington, three past. I, mean, I think, I think like, I'll be honest. I don't think there's one. But we, there's they're, one the they're, they're the teams you play. They're the teams you play. So when you we, play, we rarely don't score in a game, which and that was an oddity of the weekend that we didn't score. We we score in most games. But you think about the last season, we only had one game in the league. All season, yeah, the Barnsley game, yeah, yeah the and Barnsley obviously game. the playoff semi. Um, oh well, yeah, I mean, but then you, well, I think maybe I'm being too critical, but. You kind of you're looking at it, and that that Rochdale game sticks out like a sore thumb to me. I'm I'm sticking by it, like I said it after the game in in, in our group chat. We were played off the park, and they had I two. Go as far they as played they off the had. Park. They had a lot of the ball in the. And they had half. more chances. Also, I, I they had think... two great chances at the end, and Peterborough are a team that take those chances. Yeah. So my point is, you you play a system in a team like we did on Saturday against any of the other teams that are decent teams like Blackpool, Coventry. They are going to score goals against us, like, and I'm. We had one shot on target on Saturday, and yeah. we're back to having. Did one we have, shot I think on we had nine. The thing is, when you look at the stats in the game, they were actually quite even. I know the shots I'm on target one. Were, I'm just yeah. saying though that it's interesting, yeah. isn't it? The stats were quite even. I think possession wise, it was about the same. I think um, in terms of key, actually, in terms of key, I, I read something about. Key passes, I think we made three key passes in the game and they made one, yet they've scored three goals. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know. Okay, statistics. I don't, no, I, I agree. I just, that's. Yeah, I, I, I do agree with you. They but I'm are just saying. Bang, so they're banging goals in. We, you know, we've scored a few recently, like we've won a few, three, one, and, and stuff like that. But, I don't, it was, I mean. I just find I find that result completely unacceptable. To be no, honest, no, I just kind of get so over it. I agree, it. And I agree, but saying can't get over it. Looking at the next five fixtures, we got Aggregate and Stanley. Um, you have to win that one heavily. I'd expect us to win that game. Um, when they've got Rotherham in the week, and then we've got Bolton, and then MK Dons um, in in the league, and then Lincoln. So the next five games, I'd be expecting. Ten points minimum. Yeah. Minimum eleven, I think. Minimum eleven. I would say ten from those. If I you, think yeah. Lincoln have started well, but I think you know if you want to be sort of like you get you yeah. got to get a draw there. Yeah. So you you draw. You're saying if you'd accept say a draw with Rotherham, a draw with Lincoln, and you'd three take wins. three wins. But from I, I would expect and to be and MK Dons. big big wins in them games. Like not just. I'm not bothered about the big or not. No, yeah, because the goal, goal difference matters. We've got a plus yeah, one goal yeah. difference now. Shame we didn't have a free hit at Bolton in it when they were playing wow. children. And now we're going to have to face a team which has got some professionals in it. I know. I know. But, there's been some some people are suggesting on Twitter that you know I'm being whinging and moaning about it. No, it's, the competition has been distorted. People trying to compare no, it with things like, well, well, what if you sign loads of players on deadline day? No, they started the season with children playing for them, and they abandoned the game because they were too. For the health and well-being of the, to go of the to school squad. or something, and like, <laughs> if we just it's went, oh, we're going to knock the Rotherham <laughs> right. We're going to knock the Rotherham game on the head because like Denver Hume's got a headache or something like that. Would would get kicked out of the league? Like yeah, we'd yeah. get docked three points or something. Yeah. I mean, that is the situation that's happened at Bolton, and the fact that's fine that they can. I haven't got a problem. They can sign fifty players in the transfer window now if they want to, but they shouldn't have played a game before yeah, they signed those fifty I, players. That's a difference. I I agree. No, I actually fully I agree. agree with that, and but, I agree with. I think it, I went known that can be controversial, and he can say things that I don't agree with. But he did have a point when he was talking about 
the, the situation of those two clubs should have been really sorted before the start yeah, of the season. Absolutely. It has affected the credibility of the competition, the way that's gone on. It's great Bolton have been saved and everything, but I could, I, I, the argument against what you're saying is, in my opinion, very fragile, and I don't think it holds any it's water. It's because Doncaster should be saying, why didn't we get to play them then? Say Doncaster and Ipswich are going for the playoffs on the last day of the season. Yeah. And Ipswich get into the playoffs on goal difference because they've got to play Bolton but children. It's the same but what if with... like Tranmere stay up or something at the expense of yeah. that ring or whatever? Because they they, they've they've been won pretty five. bad this season. And, yeah, they've and, been terrible. And, and they won five nil. It's the same with Mansfield last year. I mean, I think it was Mansfield who finished fourth in um, League Two. <clears> so and obviously Berry came up. So they must be. And now they, I know they, and they're yeah. struggling yeah. because because that all went on, that all went on in January when this bloke took over back end of December, but. Anyway, going back to Sunderland and um, <laughs> talking about like playing Bolton and whomever else in the next four or five games, I think what I want to see, like obviously, yes, I want to see them win. And as much as I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure I'd agree with Craig in that we were played off the park against Rochdale, but I did think I thought we got away with one a bit, especially late on. They should have scored later on for thirty minutes. Yeah. They dominated that game. They did. But what 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 I want to see, yeah, okay, I want to see wins and. At the end of the day, if we get to the end of the season, we get promoted and we scrape through every game 1-0, I'm not really going to care that much. But that's not how it works. And I would just like to, to... To me, we're a team that should be looking to dominate games in this division. We should be looking to do what we did against EFC Wimbledon nine times out of ten in this division, especially at home. Especially Agreed. at home. And for me, we haven't we haven't done it since the back end of 2018. We have really, apart from a few, like I mentioned, Doncaster at home before, I thought we sailed through that game. That was a great performance back in April. But there's been, it's been so little and often hmm. that we've done it. Like, no, I agree. And I think, and I, and I, and again, like I say, if it comes across as arrogant, well, so be it. Because at the end of the day, this football club has the resources, it has the attraction, and I'll talk about this when we talk about recruitment, it's got the attraction to get people in. No matter how where we're getting them from, and to get people in who should be some of the best footballers in this league, and they should be dominating games. Well, this 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 brings me on this idea that we've got to remember where we are. We're in League One. Well, yeah, we are in League One, but when we came down, and now, and at any point, I would say, well, yeah, we should, like for instance, say we didn't have a manager, say Ross left for whatever reason, somebody like Chris Hutton's available. As things stand, we would. I don't think we would get him because I think he would think I can get a championship job. If the takeover goes through, I think someone like him becomes a real option. The only reason the takeover is even in the offing to make somebody like Chris Hutton a realistic option is because of the size of the club. No one's buying Fleetwood out. No billionaires are coming in to buy Lincoln. Now, this is no disrespect to these clubs at all. This is just either their natural level or it's even above their natural level when you think about a club yeah. like Fleetwood or yeah. Accrington. We are, we do not belong in this division. Well, that isn't arrogant. The well, club is well, far fact, too big like for this division. It's but, historically factual. This is only our third season at this level in yeah. our entire history. But the thing is... The, like, re, the reason for that is because we're always we're able to sustain ourselves above that level. Yeah. So my, my opinion is, just to finish it off, sorry. our mentality should be that. We yeah, should, should be. We should, I, I we agree. Should be the, you, we should a, have a Man United fans mentality, but they have that in the Premier League. 
well, in this division. I, I agree, but at the same time, you've still got to have the hashtag respect hand clap emoji for the teams <laughs> that you're playing. Which yeah, we do. We will when we hear ruffle. Remember the hair ruffling oh, yeah, days? No, yeah. They're long gone. We're oh, getting ours ruffled. No, we do, but I, I don't think, and I'm, I know you're not saying this, but I think some people, if you say we should be beating teams like that, some people meet that with, well, you do, that's not how it works. Like you don't you don't just roll over anyone. Look, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that with the resources we've got, with the players we've got, with the manager we've got, with whatever, we should be winning games and we should be dominating games. And Gareth, like you said the word sustain there and look, I banged this drum all summer and I'm going to keep doing it. People can bang on and on about being sustainable in this division. It doesn't work because the stadium's too yeah. big, the academy's too good. Look, like, it, it doesn't work. Like, people can go, oh, like, we're saving the future of the club and all that. We're not, we're not. All we're doing is realistically what is going on is if if we if we reel our ambition in we're going to get stuck here and now thankfully it looks like a takeover is in the offing it looks like these blokes have got deep pockets and big ideas which to me is sorely needed because at the minute i just feel like it's it's all and i it's all kind of geared towards well this is where we are Let's deal with where we are now, and then hopefully, hopefully we'll get out. But hopefully, we'll hopefully we'll uh, we'll have the club on an even keel. The fact of the matter is, if we're in this division next year, the club's not going to be on an even keel because the the money that they get in drops dramatically. We've got a we've got a forty eight thousand forty nine thousand seat stadium there. We've got a category one academy. Like unless people are advocating selling them off. It's not going to be on an even keel. The need to get out of this. At division. Christoph Twenty One, <laughs> you've got any questions, finance questions for Chris? But uh, you're, you you're c- good at answering them on there, aren't you? That's where <laughs> that's where the best place to get you. Yeah, right. I'm going to have to move house again. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, that isn't knocking anything that's happened in the current ownership and in terms of their no their ambition and they've you know they've said you know the hundred points thing. And they've kind of doubled down on it. And then you've got someone like, I think, you know, Kevin Ball's kind of, when we did the Q&A, Gareth, he's right. You aim high because the club should be aiming high. And as you've also pointed out, Chris, it's not like we haven't been given or put together a squad that does... It's not like, oh, you're looking at it thinking, well, it's a bit unfair of them to suggest that we should be winning the league with 100 points when... When you know the because the, they haven't given him the players, well, no, we've we've got a very good squad there. Even if you you can rotate that team to the complete second eleven, and I'd think it should still win pretty much every game in the division. So I think the tools are at the manager's Aside disposal. Aside from the fullbacks, that's the Which one we area we can't really rotate them because we haven't got any rotate. This is the thing. I, I, that is that right? Well, that is an issue. The fullback I, positions. I think. Look, I, I think it's still one of the best, better squads in the league, but I don't know that it's as strong as people keep saying. Depth-wise, I don't think there's anything else in the division that can touch it. In, I think most, in most areas, apart from fullback. I, I, would say, I would, well, tell you what we'll do. We'll have an advert, probably what there was, you know, advert about what to do if you're an EU national before 31st of October. That might be the advert. <laughs> what, what advert will it be? Romnesh... Ranganathan, maybe it's his advert. Who knows? But whoever's got a message, oh, Alan Smith's advert for Sky Go. It's not Sky Go, is it? Now TV. That's it. That's one. Let's find out who it was when we come back. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Thanks there to Alan Smith stroke, the government stroke, Ramesh Ranganathan, whoever it might have been <laughs> for that was, beautiful yeah. advert. <laughs> <laughs> whatever happened to Squarespace? They used to be oh. the podcast advert of choice. I know. Maybe everyone's got a website now. Because <laughs> maybe they've, over, they've oversaturated the marketplace, yeah, haven't they? They've, they've literally owned it. Yeah, but yes. So we should probably talk about the the transfer window came to an end. Very sexy European transfer window. It's better than the uh, Premier League Championship transfer window, which closes on August the eighth. Yeah, Lazy. We we get the one that gives you a little bit more hope and then yeah. batter away. Yeah, remember just a couple of weeks later. We could just take all the players that didn't get a move. <laughs> remember <laughs> after that we could just have all them um, well, we haven't got any well. of them yeah, well. we haven't got any of them yeah. Um, but yeah so we signed um, a man <laughs> today just a man from, um, <laughs> from, from <laughs> just a man from Leeds um, well I mean he's barely been in Leeds by the sound of he only played five games or something yeah. Yeah. seven games sorry he's, he's not very popular among the Leeds fan base who seem to think he is possibly <laughs> one of the worst ever footballers they've ever had there was a great had. tweet <laughs> because people look, well, you've been negative. It was funny, and the and it was cutting, and it. it I'll not. I can't <laughs> say exactly what it said because I don't know if you can get. I don't know if Ofcom regular podcasts, um, but yeah, it was basically said. Um, that's for seventy-three. You see words. Oh, see you next Tuesday. Yeah, yeah, so that was the um, that was what he thought of well, um, this look, fella. Look, I think <laughs> what do you this call fella, Debock. Did, did That's you, just a man. Jules, Jules Juliens, <laughs> Lawrence, 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 same thing. Yeah, we'll same I, thing, all I the think, same. Look, this he, is very disrespectful. The man could actually do a very good no, job. No, well, I'm not saying he, he's going to be <laughs> bad and I'm not going to, if he just gets his head down, works hard, all that kind of thing. Excites the fans. From, all that kind of rubbish well, you usually hear. No, so what What you could say is that what, you want to take take out the He's been playing in the championship for a team. Well, well he should have. He's been not playing in the championship. One, one of the more sort of positive uh, slants on him was basically he yeah he wasn't really good he signed on the hacking bottom didn't he yeah and then he got no he, he was there before minutes. him oh was he all oh, right yeah, okay. and then he, he did get a little run on the hacking bottom and then he went it was and like I, tom pierce took over yes. from and he's, he's i think a he brought him to be fair. Wait, so anyway whatever some some other championship man <laughs> <laughs> Basically, b- because he doesn't he doesn't fit in, <laughs> doesn't fit in under Bielsa because Bielsa likes the whole wing back thing. And oh, he great! I'm glad we signed him for well, our new. Well, this is what I, d- I didn't understand. Was well, wait a minute. If that, is, I mean, that's just one person on Twitter's opinion. 
yeah does, doesn't mean necessarily that that you know he's not going to come in and bomb up the wing and look bang crosses in I, I don't know what he's like to me look i'm not i'm not going to write him off like it Look, he, he could be as bad as the Leeds fans are saying. He could, he could be quite good. But he's club, in League club, One as well. I mean, he could be, well, exactly. could be much he's better in this division. He's couldn't he? We've replaced one club rouge, former exactly. club rouge, left back with another. Exactly, and he costs so much less. So it's great. Yeah. But no, I, I think like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna write him off. I think I am. The problem I had, the problem I have with it is, it. Uh, I think it was you that said this to me earlier, the dear Gareth. It feels very much like. We've just gone right. Who's available? It doesn't feel. Oh, it definitely like, is. Like there's no way on earth that they've gone. Hmm, he was an option because yeah. if he was, they would have got him in. Yeah, like, they would have got him years ago. They've basically just rang around the agents at the know and gone. Uh oh, we need a left back. Yeah, who have you got? Ava- would, who's available? Who be, can we do a deal for? I'd be astounded if we've if we've watched him much. If at all, if at all, yeah, and I and <clears> I, you, look, we don't know. Speculation. I mean, I mean, somebody, somebody, we might be being unfair, and somebody at the at the club might go, look, we we saw him last season in these games, and we were scouting other players. But I don't. Do we actually have scouts who go abroad? I mean, well, we, I think I, they will have said basically so. we had to pay the scouting right back. Which is fair enough. We're in League One. How many League One clubs are scouting you? Well, there's a lot yeah. of foreign players in League One that, and we don't seem to sign any. I mean, I'm, the, I'm, the thing is, though, Craig, what, what okay, you well, said. Okay, that's fair enough. I, what you said. Just, there, look at Nand, like I don't know whether like Nand. I was talking earlier, you know, about Nandoy um, uh, at Blackpool. Blackpool. Looks a really decent player. I thought he was great against us last season. He scored five goals, I think, this season already. And where did they bring him in from? I'm not totally sure. Shall I find out? Well, I was going to say, but he's French. Thing, I was going to say so just because of players. French. He's probably like from Man- like Chelsea, exactly. like reserves or say. something. Just because of players French London's doesn't like mean the sixth then, biggest yeah. French city, isn't it? Well, well, that's, that's the stat here he is well, let's have a look not, well for now for now yeah for now yeah, I mean, but like it'll be the Joe, sixth biggest colony so, soon <laughs> I mean Chris has <laughs> gone off on he's had an interesting, wild he's had an interesting tangent career. he's had an interesting career to be fair to him he hasn't really kicked on until he's got to to Blackpool this fair. happens a lot in the League 1 players Le Havre 2 not as good as the, the original mm. um, <laughs> Poissy pardon I don't even know who that is I know just keep Sorry, keep them coming. Chester, <laughs> Chesterfield, and then he he was oh, on loan at Tranmere, on loan at Oxford, on loan at Stevenage, Leighton Orient, Blackpool for two years, and then he left and went to Bacot Barocca. Barocca. Um, I don't think that's the uh, yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and played no games and scored no goals. Obviously, <laughs> that's what I mean. Um, <laughs> I love how we're doing a deep dive on somebody went, who plays for Blackpool. Yeah, yeah. And then, we he went back, <laughs> then he went back to Blackpool, um, where he's scored ten in forty-three, which is not to Wikipedia. So there you go. There's my, there's me looking stupid now. Well, anyway, no, but I, I think the point that we're trying to get at is. He scored fourteen goals in all competitions <laughs> last year. Sorry, but Wait, anyway, can we just leave anyway. him? No, no. I'm hoping Thanks. we still get him in. He's my Marcus Madison. <laughs> <laughs> He's my Marcus Madison, I decided. Did you realise we managed to get through the whole conversation about the game without mentioning his so name I, once? I mean, he did absolutely destroy us. The thing well, is, so that doesn't... Probably what, he probably just tried out in that game. That no, doesn't he, mean... He's involved. As they said, I listened to your uh, performance on the D3, D4 Oh yeah, that's podcast. available if you want to hear somebody but... out of the depth talking about <laughs> League 2. That's the podcast for you. Well, weirdly, on the, I was listening to it. It got halfway through, so we were about to hit League 2 and the League 1 section repeated on Spotify. Well, did it? So I don't know what happened Maybe there. I was so good in the League 1 section that they just had to hear you again. Two. It's like yeah. Listen, I, just, I was like, why am I listening to this about Paul Lambert again? I, I don't know why he's being talked about. Anyway... I think um, 
as they pointed out though on there that he is involved in a lot of goals oh yeah yeah he and is, he was again on Saturday he is but that doesn't mean that agreeing to spend two and a half million quid on a bloke who's well, out of contract at the end probably of the don't have a spare two and a half million quid on him anyway. This is, and this is what concerns me about the current setup, that I feel like if we did have two and a half million pound, which we might well do soon, I, I am concerned that we would have just gone and chucked it on him. And to me, it, it's completely unimaginative. Like it's, at, the it's, end of, at the end of the day, like I look at... I look at our strategy or lack thereof since last May in recruiting players and to me nothing is linked up like I don't see a theme where we've like gone this is the type of footballer we're going to go and get this is the type of player we're going to go and get this is the formation we're going to build towards like at the end of the day Jack Ross I don't there's there's clearly a breakdown in communication somewhere Mm. along the line because Jack Ross wanted to play with wing backs at the start of this season and we are demonstrably weaker in both of the full-back positions. Well, we are. I mean, at the end of the window, our left-back situation is worse than it was well, the thing, the, at the, the end left, of last season. Now, the left-back we had, thing... We had, we had Reese James. Like, now, Reese James would play every week. Not it's enough, mad, isn't it? And not, that, enough is being said, well, not enough has been said about that situation, and I don't know why, because at the end of the day, Reese James had the option to extend his contract. He extended it, and then, what was it, two days or the next day, the sold him to Doncaster. Why did they do that? Why did they, like, and to me, the only thing you can look at is they got offered some money and they went, right, I'll tell you what, we'll take that, we'll worry about this later. Now, they knew they were going to get rid of Oviedo because they paid him off. They waited until he got back and then they paid him off and then he, he immediately got a club. So they knew that they were going to be left with Denver Hume and that was it. So what on earth have we been doing for three months? Can we just talk? Just I mean, talk, they said, well, they said that, that the, the targets went elsewhere. But, but it's, it's really, like, at the end of the day, if we've played, we've played six games now before we've got this lad in. That's like over an eighth of the season where we can keep saying, yeah, okay, we've got the best squad in the league and all that, but there's 11 positions on the pitch and we're clearly lacking in at least one of them. Oh, we're deficient at fullback. Of course that, we are. We're, we're deficient at both. both, both but, but at the end of the day, like, we can go, oh, well, we've missed out on targets, we've done this, we've done that. Like At the end, and like, like I'm, I'm not having a great you here, but before what you said about on, the scouting. <laughs> no, but what you said about the scouting thing, like how many League One clubs scout abroad. Well, I'm sorry, but we've got the res- we should have the resources there this season, mind, to be able to do so stuff like that. My, well, my counter-argument to that would be you just don't need to bother at this level. You should be able to assemble a squad at Sunderland but I think, without having to but, spend resource on that, well, which would be is, fine if we'd done that. Now, you can argue... So I think there's an there's an interesting kind of paradox going on in... in like I can't speak for every supporter. I can only really speak for myself. Um, but you do see online there's this idea that on the one hand, we should go and spend two and a half million on Madison and the club are mad for not doing it. But on the flip side, we're League One and we should know our level. Now, I'm not saying the same people are saying the same comments, but there's this there's this conflict almost between it's a weird, it's a weird people don't thing. know how to kind of envisage the position, which is understandable. It's almost like cognitive dissonance or whatever that phrase is that people like to chuck around. People, you just chucked it. I just chucked it out there, threw it into the mix, <laughs> into the mixer. But no, well, like I, I agree. You know what I mean? We're, we're kind of me included. I find it very hard to take what I saw on Saturday because, well, I find losing three 0 hard to take. But it's a way at Peterborough. That's a team we beat comfortably in the League Cup or the FA Cup or whatever the hell it was a few years ago under Martin O'Neill. Cup, well, we've beaten them a couple of times. In, in we beat game. them in the in the cup run to uh, the 2014 so final. Valentin Roberge getting on the score sheet that day. Oh, Mac- I remember that. British Ambalonga was, was playing up front for Peterborough. So there you go. Like to me, there is still one of Kevin Ball's victories. There's, some, there's many stints as something. Ah, there you go. Very misty evening. 
if I remember yeah. well. Yeah. I think. So misty eyed. It's still mm, difficult yes. to come to terms <laughs> with. Oh yeah, it was waiting in the wings. Was, anyway, but yes, it is difficult to come to terms with the fact that we are now of that level and yeah. being We're rubbish. hammered by like them. But, but I think you know that is, it is a rubbish level of. I mean, it, it's, it's better than I thought it would be, but it's still it's in garbage. the scheme of four divisions of football, it is not as good as the ones above us. And Clearly, if but we, the, if we, when you watch some of those games at the top level of the championship, you think we would be absolutely roasted in a league game. Yeah, and that's fine because this is yeah. one of the reasons why you shouldn't spend two and a half million pound yeah. on Marcus Madison Correct. now, because you go up and you've got this two and a half million pound player who. Maybe good enough for the bottom half, but you don't really know because no one's ever taken a chance on him, and people have declined to take a chance on him this summer because he's clearly been touted around by well, his owner. Did you see the Peter Barona came out this morning and uh, defended Marcus Madison because he'd go- been on a night for, out for going out on a Saturday night and said, "Look, what's wrong with him going out? And he's, he's had a great day at work on Saturday. What's wrong with him going out and celebrating?" Now, okay, I understand the premise of it, but at the end of the day. Top-level footballers don't do that. Well, top, but then top. we did see McGeady and well, McGuire were out on an... I mean, I'm not saying they were out. <laughs> then no, and you, then we got relegated. Well, exactly. That's the thing. Hard. And, and I'm, I'm, not think... saying, I'm not saying McGeady and Maguire were out drinking in Durham, because I don't know if they were, but they were out and about. And some of the lads have been spotted out in like Newcastle, for I'm instance. I'm not bothered about I'm that. Not, doesn't not bother bothered about, that doesn't bother me, me at all. I'm not that bothered about it, but what my point is, is that if we go and spend two and a half million quid on him, he's never done it above this no level. I know I've so, reiterated that as well a lot to me <laughs> to me the thing is, it's it's completely unimaginative as, as I've said before like I, I was saying to Gareth before and I know these these are like rare examples and that but um, Jamal Lowe who was at mm. Portsmouth mm-hmm. signed for Wigan they signed him from a team in the National League South right mm-hmm. they signed him in January him and I, I can't remember the other lad and he's obviously fallen by the wayside because I don't know where he's at now but they signed two of them He's gone on to be a good footballer. He's playing. He's playing for Wigan now. Uh, Joe Rebo, right? Okay, he had, he had a poor game yesterday in the for Rangers, but Charlton got him from Staines Town, like, and and he was one of the better players in the league last year. Well, Madison himself came, came from, from the Gator, not, yeah. didn't he? So well, that's, what that's what I mean. There's no re- look. I'm not saying that like we should be actively scouring every minor counties league or whatever in the country and that. But to me, the. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's costing us more money. I mean, like we haven't we haven't talked about um, our major outgoing idea, which is Jack Baldwin's gone on loan to Salford. He's gone. That's, amazing, that's an amazing move. That is. Well, it, it's remarkable. Not, not only. <laughs> I mean, he'll he'll be like a he'll cruise through league too. He'll look oh, like yeah. you know Rio Ferdinand yeah. and his prime or but something the down thing there. Is, like, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised given the money they've got if we've been offered a loan fee or something because I mean, the reports today were we we pretty much accepted straight away, and then it was up to him whether we actually wanted to go. But to me, like, Jack Baldwin's one of the only people we actually spent money on last season. And now we're in, we're, we're a year down the line. He's only, he's got two years on his contract, so he's out of contract when this loan deal finishes. So don't I mean, bet on him playing for us again. If you if you look at it, sorry to interrupt, Chris, but if you, right. if you look at it, a lot of the, now this is, I don't want people to like steaming and saying, you know, it's much better now, whatever, that's your opinion, whatever. But a lot of the same kind of stuff's happening, yeah, but is. just on a smaller scale because yeah. people used to say, well, why are we bringing like someone like Virginia in mm-hmm. or whatever? And he's playing every week when either we've got players with equal as, who are as good as or have potential in our own academy. Why aren't they getting a chance instead of him? Or why aren't we like looking into the championship, whatever, bring a player in there? Yeah. We sign a left back who has had 
a disaster at Leeds. Like, yeah. there's, there's no... You can't dress it well, up. He's had a disaster at Leeds. Doesn't mean he's going to be a on disaster the last here. Oh, no, we'll but I'm just saying... Just to reiterate, I'm just no saying, saying he's going to be no, terrible here. But I'm just saying, it's the same <laughs> pattern. It's like, well, so it, we've gone all... God, like, when we signed Mika on the... And I'm not comp- comparing him in, in that he's going to... This career's going to go the same way at Sunderland. But it's the same thing. We needed a goalkeeper. We tried to sign every goalkeeper in Europe and we got him and we spent £2 million on him. Yeah. And then we ended up releasing him. You, you know, you look at certain... Well, we've spent, like, big money on certain players and it hasn't worked for them yet. We've brought in someone him. like, you know, Will Grigg. We brought in Baldwin. Charlie White cost yeah. a lot of money. We've brought in Baldwin and... Luke within O'Neill a year, money. within a year, he's gone, been sent well, out on loan, and one of the only the, players we spent money on. So, the people gr- talk, people talk about sustainability. People seem to be a certain section of people seem to be talking about sustainability now. I'd be interested to know if they were talking about sustainability when we're in the Premier League, because I would have rather have been sustainable in the Premier League than then get dropped down the leagues and then decide we're going to be sustainable in League One I'd because be, we're not. I'd be interested to know what their immediate reaction was to us spending more than the rest of the league combined had spent on transfers on one player in January because Bayern Will Grigg, mine, did not tally with this idea of sustainability. Not at that price. Like, And I know people will go, well, were you complaining that we signed Will Grigg? Actually, at that price, yeah, I was at the time, I said. Because, we don't know how the deal structured that, to be fair. So. We don't, but we all know that he's... We spent, and I was happy that we brought we spent, him in. I was happy we brought him in, but not for that price. And I, I, think, I will say that I did question from the start whether he might be... His it might turn out to be Ross's Defoe in the sense that I just from what I had seen of him, which was very little, but I kind of feel like it's been borne out. He just he looks like someone who wants the ball early over the top, and we don't really play like that. We just we and haven't set the team up for him, but I think well, that's that's what I'm yeah, yeah, making. Why would I think it's still I think it can still work for it. Of work course for it can. And, and you know, hopefully, well, he's obviously a decent player, and he, he played seems quite, like a good lad as well. He played honest, quite well. Um, like for a period last season where you had, I was, I think it was him and um, McGeady and Maguire yeah. were all playing together, and the, the play, even though Grigg was missing some chances, they still were playing some nice stuff together. Um, so he's a decent player, but it's obviously just not Look, well, clicking at the moment. That's the thing, and I mean, like let's let's be honest, like he scored goals everywhere he's been, apart from and he scored during the week, and I, I was delighted for him, and hope, hopefully that pushes him on. But he he hasn't had the best eight months, eight, eight nine months here, but. And as much as I'm still very sceptical of how that deal went about, and I still think it was a panic buy at the end of the day, there's still enough there for the manager to be getting a bit more out of them. Like, I, I won't, I'll never deny that. And I think, I think the manager would, would probably admit himself that he should be doing a bit better. But I think the problem for me in this, this window that we've just had, and today as well, has kind of borne it out, is that for me, the recruitment team doesn't appear to be fit for purpose because... Look, like this was last year. This was an opportunity for us. We're down here. We're not going to get relegated. We're not going to go any lower. We know we're not going to go any lower. We know we can attract players because we're a big club in a in a small league. We know we know we can get players. And this was an opportunity to go right. I tell you what, we're going to get a strategy in. We're going to do like we're going to do like what Brentford do, or like and it sounds ridiculous because they spend a fortune doing, but Liverpool do it when they, they invest in all the data and that sort of thing. Like this is this is the way things are moving. But instead, our transfer policy, from the outside looking in, appears to be, have we heard of this player? Yeah, let's go buy him. Is this player available? Yep, let's go buy him. And at times, it doesn't even feel like we've thought, like, Greg was a case in point. How is he going to fit at the team? We don't know. We've signed, 
Which to be fair, that, that's a fit. That's a fit of many, many, many but clubs. It is, but, but, but what, do, what, what does that say about Jack Ross as well? By the way, because what, that he's accepting it. No, because he wanted Greg. Well, apparently, he did want him in the. This, he wanted him in the summer tonight. and yeah. the January. Maybe whether he wanted him at the price or whatever, I don't yeah. know. Forget the price. He suppose, but you know, why wouldn't you? He wanted that player, right? That, yeah. That's the information. That's what we've all been told. And why would we think any differently? He wanted the player. Why did he want him? What had he seen in Will Gregg, apart from his goal record, that was yeah. like, the way I want this team to set up, and you've talked as well about, well, this season he wanted to bring the wing-backs in and all that, and whether that happens or doesn't, that's what he wanted to do. Yeah. He wanted Gregg to spearhead whatever the attack was, whatever the system was. Now, obviously, I don't think he really would have wanted to lose Madger. Nobody did. No. But he went. And that was the replacement. Well, there's something somewhere, to me, unless he envisaged changing the way the team plays completely, because he just doesn't... The- well, he clearly, the thing is, this is what I was saying before, like, there's something that's not joined up, because Jack Ross, for good, or, for better or worse, wanted to play a three at the back this season with wing-backs. Now, we've abandoned that three games in the season. So, <laughs> is it the case that he wanted to do that thought he had the players for it and and then realised oh god I really don't or is it the case that he won or is it the case that I, mean, he I could w- have told him that before well yeah but, you, you, so, you were an advocate no but, I do I like, no, the, I like thing, the system no, the thing is, uh, then, like the system. so then the question you ask is well that's pretty stupid from Jack Ross so um, if that's the case is it the case that he's been told oh yeah we'll, get, we'll go get these in we'll go get these in and we haven't got them in I, I imagine it's somewhere in the middle but something something isn't joined up and the problem is like we look at the you look at the team we've already touched on it centre and midfield we've bought a lot of kind of midfielders who do exactly the same thing we've bought a lot of like kind of I don't want to say plodders but like quite like they're s- fairly pedestrian pedestrian yeah quite slow I mean look at like we've talked about Baldwin like <laughs> Well, how, look, we how just, many, look how many centre-halves we've signed. I would, so I would talk say about Baldwin. He played well at the start of last he season. Did, he I did. praised him as much as anyone. He did. But Ross had said things like, you know, he's come in and he's someone we want to grow with us, as yeah. in, go, and he couldn't, he's seemingly, well, I want him replaced within a season. So it's gone from, we want him to grow with us to he's gone. Now, that's something about that. That's the nature of the level. But they must have seen something, and this includes the manager, in him to think he is somebody who can come in and probably do it at the next level and now he's in League 2 on loan it's quite sad I think for Baldwin because he's probably you know he's come he seems back seems like a good lad as he well he seems he's come back you know home essentially you know he's local he's not, he's from, isn't he from down south well he, I think he lived he was up at Hartlepool wasn't he for a long time he was time. but I think he's actually birthplace is, is like right, Essex or something again, I might be wrong I could be talking rubbish to but yeah that was the pitch though it was like he's coming back to an area he's familiar with yeah and all that kind of thing and it was going to be like, right, this is a club I'm going to, you know, like you were saying, grow into it. it. But and it looked like he was at the beginning. Yeah. He looked yeah. like captain yeah, Him and Flanagan were good. Um, he played a lot of games at Leuven's and obviously then Osterk got fit. Osterk's been... Osterk's probably our best centre-back. Yeah, it's been good. And I think, include, I think, Willis, played, Willis, I think Willis played well. The he, he was the best of the bunch on Saturday. Um, I would agree with that. But, yeah, we've still conceded three goals in the game. I think that, you know... But the back foot... So, it did... I've said we don't concede goals necessarily because the back four's bad or the individuals are bad. 
we can see goals because we can see loads from crosses all yeah. the time. We still mm-hmm. haven't resolved that. We couldn't do it in the championship and we couldn't do it in League One last season. Yeah. We're conceded from free kicks. We're conceded from corners. Just crosses. That's that's an organisational thing. Yeah. You keep replacing the individuals and that hasn't stopped happening. I do feel like there's a bit of a... and Still a naivety there across the board that the... the need Why? To, the need to stamp out. Why? When you've got you've got basically this is a completely different yeah. back four to the one that started. I last just think season. in the whole in the whole insane. in the whole squad, I think there's a I mean, he, a naivety there that sometimes it raises its head, and when it does, things like what happened on Saturday can happen. Yeah. Um, Here's a question: like, and I know people have gone back and forth on this on social media and in the pub and whatever else, but the squad we have now, transfer window is shut. Is it stronger or weaker than the one? that we finished last season with. Well, it's demonstrably weaker than the one that started last season. What about the one that finished last season? I think because we haven't really got full-backs. In. That's the issue, isn't it? I think, I think it's weaker, and I think... If it wasn't I think for it's that, weaker in the centre of midfield, I do. Or without Lee Catamore. Well, we've lost Catamore, we've lost Oviedo, we've yeah. lost... And um, Adam Matthews. I know he Matthews, didn't play all the time, yeah. but he had a brilliant throw. Lost Reese James. <laughs> His throwing set up goals. Look, to, to me, the, the Reese James as well. The Reese James thing is is baffling, and the Reese James thing. I know we've already talked about it, the Reese James thing is the one that possibly gives me most cause for alarm about what we're doing at a recruitment level, and whoever's whoever signed that off because that's that was an extraordinarily short term move. Like that was like that was like oh, Don Castro coming for him. We're gonna afford to let him go, or we need—God forbid—we yeah. need to let him go. Do you know what I mean? To, be, like, to be fair, though, you know we, we're talking without the information that are, they've got to we, hand. We're making assumptions, and you know, we don't, to we play don't devil's know. advocate because it's unfair. Like you know, throw the whole rec- recruitment team on the bus. My, my argument would be, you know, they might be sitting there. If any one of them's listening, tearing the hair out, going, "Well, actually, this I is what happened. This, this is what happened. This is what happened. This was a chain of events. Did we make a mistake there? Did we not?" These were the left backs we want. They might go. He has five scouting reports on. Yeah, another one we didn't. Thingy, the thingy. You uh, c- no, keep getting his I name. What's he called? De Bock. We've his five scouting reports on him that we had when he was at loan on his in the Belgian mm-hmm. top league last season. Because this is you know this is the way we're going about things. I, I that's agree. Fi- that's fine. They might do that, and they, they might be sitting there thinking we're we're talking a load of crap. And we can only you know, we can only yeah. see it based on what we see from the outside. And I think I still we've think seen enough now to. To be able to come to that judgment yeah. that there isn't, I would there say, isn't a but this, I agree this, with you on the like, I just feel like we'll do like imagination. It's like let's just let's look in Scotland. Yeah. You but know, then, the, and but then it, it's like not just, it's not Scotland, let's, look, let's look. When I see a recruitment know. team, I, I'm not absolving the manager from that line because yeah. we've, we've been told time and time again that the manager absolutely takes yeah. the manager off. signs off, yeah. and it's so it, it's a whole. It's not trying to throw any one individual under the bus. It's it's a whole team affair and like you're, I say, you're saying it's a systemic kind of yeah it's thing. a systemic thing and, the, and the, the most the disappointing thing is look we all know before these guys came in last year the worst thing this football this, this football club was bad at a lot of things but it was absolutely terrible at recruitment like look at how much money we have wasted well, on bog okay. standard footballers for is, years so last season last summer we're in such a bad situation squad wise where they they had to probably overpay on a few but you needed to put a squad together it's not like an av- most league one teams though actually the amount of turnover of players yeah. Yeah. So that's why everybody's on a two year deal but but we wouldn't make a profit on a single one of those players except maybe Luke O'Nine and he was brought in as a midfielder and is now seemingly a yeah. right back yeah 
Um, Luke Wonderbine was a right back as well, apparently. Well, I'd heard the opposite. <laughs> but you just. There you go. It depends who's. I mean. Who's telling the truth? Well, <laughs> who knows where that information even came from, but I'd heard they were interested in. Because they didn't they want him when we signed him? I don't know. I thought they we'd basically beaten them to the, to his signature. He was quite sought after because obviously he's like kind of a lower league Lampard or something like a goal scorer midfield player and like the you know most teams play one up front now and yeah and all that kind of thing. And Luton, when they play that diamond, well, he would have played off the front. The, 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 key, the key thing was if we'd signed that in Fenway. Then it would have right. got Ainsworth's manager, Marcus Bean in the middle, retired Public now. Public enemy number one. But I'm, that is, again, obviously I'm not having a dig at 09 there, but he's ended up now that, the well, they've, I think, he, I think yeah, he, he does some good things because he's got an engine, but he never, he does not look like a right back. He doesn't look comfortable to me. Well, that's the thing. And I think last season, I mean, we spoke about it on here multiple times last season, um, he got a lot of goodwill by virtue of everyone was saying he's a centre midfielder being played out of position. Now, to me, look, okay, maybe Ross has decided he's a right back. I agree with you, Craig. I don't think he is. I think, like, I mean, Gareth, you said before, I don't know if it was on here or just before we started, you were saying he, he played excellently down at Burnley in centre midfield. Right, in midfield. So, so like, <laughs> to, guess me, what? to me, his like, position. Yeah, well, to me, that it's not O'Neill's fault that he's been asked to play at right back. And of course it isn't. Team, teams actively targeted him. Last, like people forget teams actively targeted him last season. So it's not like, it's not like we're being, we're going, well, he's a midfielder, he can't be a right back. Other teams are looking and saying, well, this lad's been played out in position. They scout us, they watch us, so they're going, well, okay, we're going to go after him. It's so that kind of ball in behind over the top. We shouldn't be in that position. No, that uh, that is the one area. Nine should look going nine. But I, <laughs> but I, <laughs> I still think you cannot put out pretty much two 11s with enough quality yeah. and firepower to beat, I would say, nearly all of the league. When you come to the top six... I think you that, need to be a bit more refined yeah. in your approach, issue, which he wasn't on Saturday against Peterborough. The manager would basically play two up front. I think my issue with that. Final, final it, point, Chris, because it's gone on sorry. for we've gone on for ages, and Stephen will be like, you'll see the runtime of the pod come into the app, and he'll be fuming. Well, he should have turned. He should have turned up. He should have turned up. He should have turned up. You pathetic. <laughs> Last point. There's a lot of talk about on the transfer windows. It has, yeah, we, it's, barely it's, even talked does about it, the transfer. It, it, it doesn't feel as though it's lasted over an hour, which is where we are at the moment. <laughs> wow, sorry, it's been quite the dissection. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> what time people yeah. turned off? Final point, Chris, and then I'll wrap it up. Yes, make yes. it good. Okay, um, oh, you very much put me on the spot. No, I think look, like Saturday was a very bad day at the office. Um, I don't. I don't agree that the, the squad is as strong as everyone keeps making out, but I, I would agree with you, Craig. I think it should be far stronger than the vast majority of teams in this league. My worry is when we come to play that top six. And I think, I don't think it's like, I don't think it's a million miles away, but I think I think what disappoints me is I feel like we're going to be, it's going to be very similar to last year where we're one of the pack and we're not we're not going to stride out and we're not going to do a looting is that what you're saying we're not, yeah we're not going to do that and to me that's disappointing because realistically that's what that's where we should be that's where we should be aiming for but what I will say is because we probably have been a bit a bit negative today which... <laughs> well it's hard not to be after well, you've just after lost 3-0 I don't think I... we've been negative I think we've been constructive fair enough that's sound like fun. me a appraisal manager at work um, <laughs> <laughs> 
This is your era, <laughs> yeah, appraisal. Yeah. No, um, no, I, I think, I think. Look, they've got. I, I thought I didn't think at the time before Saturday that the Burton game getting called off was the worst thing in the world because we've had a pretty intense month. It gives us two weeks to regroup, and you know, like truthfully, like I thought against Wimbledon and Burnley, I was like, okay, yeah, we're, we're getting into a bit of a stride, like we're starting to look decent. Wheels came off on Saturday, but hopefully, I mean, we've got Accrington next. We've already gone there and beaten them once. So the the last thing for me would be just to go back to the squad depth and the squad thing. Ipswich are currently ploughing the way through the league, and they've basically got. 14, 15 sort of was senior that a, quality was that a players. tractor pun? It wasn't, but I'm glad that I accidentally did it. My point, I'll come <laughs> back to it again, is there aren't big squads in this division. It's coming back to that thing where we've still got a Premier League mentality, even a championship mentality. Look at the team we've got. Look at the players you can bring in. That manager has got enough at his disposal to play on Saturday to look at it and go, I can pick a team. It doesn't just have to be the team that won the last game and say, Madison's a danger man. So I'm going to play, say, Dylan McGee, who looks sometimes a little slow on the ball for my tastes. But off the ball, he reads it and he knows how to pick up. You could have even had a man marking him if you wanted. You might think, God, we shouldn't be going playing any team in League One having someone man mark a player. But when they're that big a threat and they do that to you, maybe we should have. There are options in that squad that mean we can do things defensively as a unit. If you think the back far, Flanagan can play fullback. There's another one we've forgotten about. Basically, I think that the club was right to set the target that it did in the summer in terms of what is achievable by that team and that manager. And at the moment, I think we're about on par to do what we did last season. And we need to see big improvements in the way we're playing. Well, starting at Accrington. Let's that's see, the what, last thing let's I'll see what happens because, you know, we, you, we could win our next three league games and people will be saying, oh, yeah, great. What, what, exactly. What, what no. And that's fine. That but I'll go back. And that's it. Like, the last thing there's always, there's always going to be, we're always on the edge of a crisis. Well, there's going to be pressure here because of the size of the club. Yeah. And it's exactly what yeah. I said. And I, I've been, in my opinion, that's what's happened. Uh, the pressure. Yeah. And the other thing is... And the desperation to get out of it, that drives exactly. it, I think. It, that's what it, it Ma- is. Matthew said... I think it's a fear of not of being here again next no. year. It'd be boring yeah. otherwise, wouldn't it? But then, uh, as Matthew put it, as well, he's right. And, and I think we, I'd said it as well. You want to do not go into that game that isn't going to happen against Burton in sixth with everyone else with a chance of winning another game when you aren't playing. And then like last season, you're playing catch-up all the time and you're playing the, we've got the game in hand game and it never came to fruition and we don't, we need the momentum. We need to build up momentum starting at Accrington and we need to, I think we need to really put a marker down for the goal difference and for to show them, show people what we're about. You know, it's Sunderland we're talking about here. Let's be, let's, you know, embody what the size of the club is as a mentality as a fan base that doesn't mean go and spend millions of pounds on a player it just means yeah we've got enough there let's go and do it there you go I feel rallied already <laughs> sit on that for two weeks <laughs> just get him on yeah, the back yeah, page yeah, of the yeah, echo yeah, after yeah. every defeat yeah, <laughs> get him sacked again hey? sacked by Dick Advocat I, well who is Alan Clark who, well I saw him off didn't I you did yeah he, he, he was is. calling us out but he was gone the next week. He was gone the week. next game, wasn't he? Cause, yeah, he was, because you, know, you were right. I was spot on. Don't cross Alan Clark. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, sorry if it went on a bit, um, but it's too late now. You've listened to it, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sod, sod, yeah. You know? 
if you if you moaned about it. Uh, anyway, but, that was um, a great sign off. Sod you then, yeah, and then you had to go on again. Then, didn't um, you? So yes, <laughs> no, I don't think there'll be a pod until no. the um, the Americans take over. Probably, if the Americans take over, maybe we'll do a special. <sighs> Should we go on for hour two? Because we forgot yeah, to talk about that. The, um, <laughs> yeah. So uh, before that meeting game, sure there'll be a, a pod with Frankie and the the chaps through Newcastle, and um, yeah, we'll. You'll hear from us again then, unless something exciting happens in the meantime. And then Stephen should be back on the Monday if he doesn't skive off again. Thanks for listening. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.